Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Inside Purple and Gold. Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. I'm Dane Mizutani alongside Tom Schreier. We're recording Monday morning. There was no point in recording Sunday night. Um, Vikings 41-17 game. Another loss. Uh, like As Justin Jefferson said yesterday, when the Vikings lose, they lose by a lot. When they win, they win in dramatic fashion, miracle fashion. When they lose, they just get killed by 30. Um, yesterday, by and large, you know, a 38-point loss. Vikings tack on two touchdowns at the end. That doesn't really matter. Um, the final score ends up being 41-17. The Vikings drop from the two seed to the three seed. And by the way, the Packers control their own destiny now. If they win next week against Detroit, they're in the playoffs. Um, couldn't have gone much worse yesterday, Tom. Yeah, some fun with numbers here. Uh, first of all, the Vikings opened at three and a half point underdogs. The only time they've lost is when they were underdogs and they've been blown out, depending on how you want to see that Detroit game, right? Um, yeah. The only time they've won as an underdog is the Miracle, miracle game in Buffalo. Um, and to pull off a win here, they would have had to essentially done the miracle in Buffalo and then kind of a combination of the Colts game, right? I mean, it was, it was pretty impractical uh, given where they were at halftime. Um, I think, and this is me doing math. I actually think I have it wrong with my story, but it was, uh, I think they have a 19 negative 19 point differential on the season. Um, mm-hmm. Not only are they behind the Packers who moved to positive, they're plus three at eight and eight, but the eight and eight lions have a uh, doing a little math here. 20 point or something differential. So maybe a little over that. So, you know, they have the third worst point differential in the NFC North. Um, They, to Justin Jefferson's point, it's like, if they're close, they'll probably get you right. You're looking at the 11 um, one point wins. Having said that, I guess I didn't expect a blowout in this fashion. But I think people can kind of tell when you block the punt and you're on the one-yard line and you have a weird pass, a run, and then a run for a loss. You're like, well, this one might not be 
in the books for the Vikings. So I don't know. It just it seems like as long as they can keep it close, they're fine. I think the issue is what happens when you play an opponent that is capable of beating you pretty soundly. For sure. And I want to get into kind of the implications of this loss, what it means. But before we kind of talk about what it means moving forward, let's just dissect the actual loss as is. You mentioned the block punt um, on like their, I guess it would be their tech, technically their second possession of the game. Mm-hmm. They get the ball at the one yard line. Can't score. Kick a field goal. Next play, Greg Joseph kicks it to Kishon Nixon. He runs through a gap wider than the Pacific ocean. And Greg Joseph tried to tackle him kind of didn't um, yeah. Sean Nixon goes 105 yards to the house. And that was pretty much the game. Like from that point forward, like the Vikings were chasing Kirk throws a pick six, you know, two possessions later and, and they're down 14, three. And then, you know, but where did this game turn for you? Was it simply the, if the Vikings score from the one yard line there, this game looks different. Or do you think this game was from the jump? Um, one the Vikings were probably going to look pretty overmatched in. Yeah, I mean, maybe I think the tell for me was the uh, the block punt and the the sequence after that could have started with a three and zero or three and out. I mean, uh, you know, I think the uh, Keyshawn Nixon. The funny, funny thing is, first of all, after the game, obviously we asked McConnell about it. And he's like, "Yeah, someone in the middle didn't fulfill their assignment." You like, you think? <laughs> really? But. Uh, but um, but yeah, for a special teams unit that's been good all year, you saw like the good and bad immediately, which was really weird. I mean, I still believe in Matt Daniels and, and a lot of the, you know, kind of core special teams guys he has there. Um, certainly Greg Joseph didn't. It's so it's so weird that right. This guy sets a record and then does what he does in Lambeau. But um, but, you know, I mean, I think I think Matt Daniels in general has done, done a good job. Nixon. Nixon's more like a weird case where the Packers stuck with Amari Rodgers. They drafted him forever, and then they had had this guy who's way better, and like he should have been an impact player from the beginning. He's also Snoop Dogg's nephew. I know that shouldn't matter, but I think that's awesome. (laughs) 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 But yeah, I mean, I think you know that's a game changing play, and I think it's just it's easy enough to say they didn't gain traction because there's obviously the analogy to the to the field and whatnot, but it just it felt like they never kind of got a grip on the game and that just shouldn't happen. Right. I mean, Justin Jefferson, I know Jair Alexander is good. Jefferson shouldn't go from 184 yards to 15, five targets and one reception. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they like cousins look off again. You know, there were t- I think he was really leaning on Hawkinson who I think Hawkinson has been really good this year. And that's obviously how you treat a tight end. But, like, at times he just zeroed in on him. He looked kind of like the old cousin who, right, like, kind of yeah. operated opposite uh, or without context. Um, there's even some weird stuff. I mean, I, this is getting way late in the game. But, like, you could argue Cousins shouldn't have been out there in the fourth quarter, right? You need him. This I have to figure out if the Chicago game actually matters. But regardless, like, you're probably going to use him in Chicago and then you need him in the playoffs. Um, and it was weird that the sequence after that they ran out the starters. It just – it's weird that like when this team falls, it really like hits itself hard as, as uh, Jefferson said, and there's not really a clear explanation other than they're playing a fourth place, you know, schedule and their records inflated as a result of it. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them with Royal Caribbean? You don't just go to the beach. You visit a private Island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. 
because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. For sure. Yeah, when, when things go bad, they go bad for pretty much everyone, and Kevin O'Connell included, because to your point about Justin Jefferson, the one reception... Like that's unacceptable. So are the five targets. Like I, I get it. just force feed the guy. Yeah. And some of that's on Kirk Cousins. I understand that. Like some of that's on the quarterback and the signal caller that that's making those throws, <clears throat> not honing in on, on a guy like TJ Hawkinson or not honing in on the middle of the field, giving Justin Jefferson a chance in those situations. But you can also scheme him open. And then I get it. I, I know what they were doing. They were jamming at the line with Jair Alexander and, and helping over the top. Um, it was a recipe that worked yeah. for Jeffrey Okuda and the Lions earlier this year. But imagine yeah. LaFleur and, and Joe Barry and, and, and people within the Packers organization saw that game, said we have a corner better than Jeffrey Okuda and Jair Alexander, and we can help over the top pretty easily. So Justin Jefferson was getting jammed at the line, but I, I, th- I think there's ways to still get him the ball quicker in space. Um, you know, I, I get that the jam is obviously meant to take away you know, those quick passes at the line, the slants, the timing mm-hmm. of all of that. Um, but it, it seems, and, and we've seen it now in a couple of these losses, when when the Vikings start to kind of go south, you see O'Connell, I don't know panic's the right word, but he kind of loses himself in his play sheet. And, and we saw that at times yesterday, yeah. the offense looked really, really ineffective, compounded with the fact that, that Cousins had four turnovers. So... You mentioned yeah. kind of a Kirk of old game. Um, I, I I try not to do this because I, I've been a Kirk critic for so long that my yeah. natural reaction is just to be like, see, this is who he is. But yeah, it's like yesterday that you start to, you know, it, it, they, they give you some pause heading into the playoffs when you're going to see guys, you know, dominant defensive fronts, better teams on, on a weekly basis. And if you really want to be a respected contender in the league, uh, you're going to need better play out of your quarterback in, in these big, big games. Yeah, 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 yeah. The primetime Kirk effect, right? Um, I think I think part of this, going back to Connell, you talked about getting lost in the play sheet. He's been fine as a play caller in general. This is where you can tell. Like, he wasn't calling plays, obviously, with McVay. Um I think he's gone to screen passes to sweeps, you know, like talking about scheming Jefferson open. Right. And I think that just wasn't going to work in this game. There was enough interior pressure. You can't have sweeps. If Jerry Alexander is on him right away, you can't really throw a screen pass or do something short. So um, the other thing is if O'Connell is kind of lost, he can't quiet cousin's mind. And I do think there is something to this. Like, it sounds like he's literally talking to him up until 15 seconds on the, um, before the snap, because that's, that's what, what's allowed. Um, yep. And the comm shut off. Yep. And it seems like there's this virtuous cycle when that happens where cousins kind of knows what he's going to see at the line. He diagnoses from there. And then I think he's making, I mean, you think about the pass down the sideline. So the one that Jefferson wanted the holding call and Jairo Alexander did the gritty on, um, that's all timing. Like Cousins threw that behind him before Justin Jefferson turned around, right? And I just think the Packers did a great job of disallowing even that, right? That's kind of the the code, I guess, to break, right? Is that can you can you diagnose at the line and literally kind of do a read just straight up off of what you see? And the Packers didn't give him much to see. So it's very funny that in a game where 
O'Connell's acclaimed, rightfully so, as a good, you know, new young head coach. And Joe Barry is being run out of town here in Green Bay. Joe Barry kind of got the best of him here. You know what I mean? And like, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, again, the, the problem is we're just not going to learn. This is going to be kind of the final taste we get of the regular season, right? We should not. If we learn anything in the Chicago game, it's going to be outright negative. You know what I mean? Like, like if they do positive things in the Chicago game, no one's going to um, think twice about it. This is unfortunately the last kind of look we get and diagnosis of the Vikings. That doesn't mean it should be the only one we think of, but given how, you know, it looks like you're probably in the Giants here, like A-Ball's coached really well, given that the Vikings knew going into the game that Philadelphia had lost and there's this opportunity to, you know, move up in the seat. And given kind of all the context of this, they made a tough final impression and it's compounded by the fact that this game somehow looked exactly like the one last year, very similar. Obviously, Mannion started in the one last year, which makes this one worse. But, um, but the roles were reversed, right? The the Vikings were the 500 team last year. The Packers with Super Bowl aspirations. Now the Vikings are the team that you know should get to that 13 number, and the Packers are fighting for their lives as a 500 team. And yet, still, the Packers looked like the dominant team. Um, almost kind of telling the Vikings, hey, you're renting in the NFL North. We own it, right? But we'll let you rent for a year here. And, and that's not a great sign, not only for the playoffs, but, but going into next season. I, I want to give Tom some credit because that metaphor was a hell of a lot better than the plane metaphor. The, <laughs> the Packers fair. own the North, the Vikings are renting, is a hell of a lot better than the Vikings are flying too close to buildings in downtown Minneapolis. To be fair, if, if we want to go back to that, King Kong did kind of take out the airplane here. <laughs> but yeah, so I will avoid the absurd. Uh, this is what happens when I get a full night's sleep and a little time to think about You're it. You're sharp, gonna... yeah. You're yeah, on your game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's cut there, and, and when we come back in segment two, uh, you mentioned playoff implications. Um, the Vikings had a chance to end the playoffs hopes of the Packers. Now the Packers control their own destiny heading into week 18. More on what this game means for both the Packers and more importantly, the Vikings when we come back.